0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to What is Covenant? Specialized pastoral care services, Christian counseling ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. Last podcast, we talked about healing. We were in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 14. We're not going to go anywhere, move anywhere, (laughs) go any further than Acts 14 in today's podcast. But it won't be exactly the same material, but it is adjunct and add-on to what we spoke of last podcast. And what was that? <laughs> that? And No, it's not a quiz. It was healing, and in particular, is it to be that all should be, <laughs> will be healed? Or is it to be more a matter of the healing Not so much in physical dimension, as we spoke of last podcast, but more spiritually so. And what would the healing be in spiritual dimension? Nothing less than love itself, but the attitude of do the best you can with what you've been given. Uh, Be thankful, as God has put it in us, to receive even to a lesser extent than the example we used on the last podcast of the man who had been lame from birth being healed but it is a miracle <laughs> there are so many things that happen to our bodies from birth over the course of life that has some implication certainly of a disease <laughs> maybe it's just accident and injury and There in much healing, cuts are healed, Uh, colds, we work through them. The body has the great ability, the uh, immunological system represents the great bodily, God's gift in material dimension of the human body, the capacity for healing. (laughs) <laughs> Thankfully, all the things that could kill us in this life, a very few really end up doing that. And should we then consider that to be illness, possibly then with genetics, which is also bodily, even within the autoimmune system, there are certain predispositions genetically that might incline themselves over a period of time to represent in disease an opportunity to kill (laughs) kill us for us to die even then God's blessed us with knowledge about body physiology and with that what we can do (laughs) to treat with medicines as well as actually with surgeries and surgical procedures and many, many, many aspects of, of knowledge applied. That all represents healing. So it's very difficult to say that healing can't come, but even so, The one thing we tried to point out last podcast that really throws a conundrum into all of that notion is that death itself, I would believe, is ordained of God. Not necessarily that death would be ordained of God in physical dimension, but that the passing of the human body and all things that are representative of the human experience is just part of the natural order. <laughs> you have to make room for something new, and when you do that, something old has to pass away. And since our humanity is of a fallen nature, and with that, possibly the primary to iniquity that we would want to preserve self and with that then all the lesser aspects the psychological the material the physical aspects of human existence we want to preserve that but it's not divine in the sense that it doesn't represent the best even that we could be. Um, we partake of the knowledge of good and evil. We make judgments. And how could they be anything but rash judgments, reactive judgments out of self preservation, fight or flight mode, that really go contrary to the godly order of things in physical dimension, even to the extent that we would kill another to preserve our own life, when really? There's nothing that can preserve the identity of the creature (laughs) so much as it is too, as with Adam. Naming things in the book of Genesis, it's of human construct. All of that that has to do with human soul is of human construct. And it will not endure. It wasn't designed to. The only thing that endureth eternally is the soul, as would then be Holy Spirit, as then would be extension of God unto a physical matter, that would then bring life, animate the material to bring forth what looks to be life, at least the expression of life. And therein, then, if we don't understand any of this, when it comes time to give it back to God, we don't want to. We want to hold on to it and disrupt everything and create a lot of wreak, a lot of havoc and damage along the way. So as much then, I want to extend that to today's podcast. I just want to say this. Healing is really not the problem (laughs) because there's plenty of it. You just can't extend your human soul into divine dimensions of eternity because it is corrupt and it is corruption. And though it's perfect for a time and a season, the one we're in and God uses it, it was never designed to last, to live eternally, except in Jesus Christ. And even in Christ, Jesus, the Christ, it's all about then rightly surrendering that back to God so that we can then be returned or the portion of of us that is life, the Holy Spirit, will return unto God. And we will find safe haven and harbor in that for the journey. (laughs) I guess harbor is kind of like not so much the journey, but we can find respite. We can find that Hebrews 4, rest. Even during the journey. And where are we journeying to? So journeying to. And that would be a return fully unto God in spirit. That is what is all, it's all about. But <laughs> that's easier said than done. So I'm going to go to the book of Acts again and continue now with verse 19. And there came there certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Nevertheless, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe two verses Acts 14 verse 19 verses 19 and 20 So is there then resurrection of the dead is there then purpose in resurrecting the dead maybe you could even say did Paul really die I'm sure that there are as many or more that would say, certainly he did. And this was then the great testimony that even as he and Barnabas had been part of the healing of the man that was slain from birth, from birth in the prior verses of Acts chapter 14 up through verse 18, the idea though that Paul, even as he was ministering the words of life, even as he had come to an awareness, little did he know that his passion for now presenting the truth, and he does it much better than I do, as we've tried to summarize it even in today's podcast, about the ultimate healing, the ultimate destination, the return unto God in Jesus Christ, in Holy Spirit, I don't know that Paul necessarily was preparing or was aware of him being prepared or the preparation this all represented, now that we know, now that we've read verses 19 and 20, of what actually could have been his actual death But I'm going to say the same thing I said last podcast again today. It probably doesn't matter, but only to the extent that you would see the end from the beginning, which we know God does, and as I've tried to present it. Yes, it matters while you're alive. Yes, it matters to the testimony. Yes, it matters to the understanding of salvation and true resurrection. But I think even as the healing of the lame, if there is, and there are, testimonies, accounts of physical death, and therein resurrection, and quite possibly Paul literally died and was resurrected, but it wouldn't be to any different end than possibly the healing and Even so, why would you want to come back if if you were dead to know then that you will have to face it again? And what is death? For the Christian, it's just the transition to restoration fully of the spiritual or the soul being reclaimed of God in Jesus Christ to eternal life. Dead is for those people who really don't understand that or can't yet fully grasp the message of Christ as with death, burial, and resurrection, but not just for the sake of a physical existence, it supersedes that. This is not, resurrection, would not be simply so that we could then have another go at it or a return to this physical life. Why would we want to? unless there would be a purpose. And I do believe in this, there was a purpose in calling on Paul's life. It was then, even as Jesus was the ultimate testimony of resurrection, but also spiritually so, a return in a resurrected body so that we might then understand that It was more than simply the death of the physical or the end of the physical, the psychological, all all the corruption that is the flesh back to material, (laughs) ashes to ashes, dust to dust, so that something new, something different could be created with the material. Likely, in my opinion, not human construct, not of humanity, since I do believe that is the source of our iniquity, but rather so that Jesus showed the full manifestation of it, as with return of the Spirit. Paul was not to, because there was much more that he had, that was he was called to, he had to do, that, but Embracing that fully, his ministry and calling. I'm sure he desired to do. But it would all come back to Jesus. Even the stoning of Stephen came back to Jesus with the testimony of Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And yet we won't know that fully until we're at that moment of passing on and passing over. And even then, Won't be able to demonstrate that in any sort of material way until the second coming of Christ, wherein we all will be then resurrected and would all then be, as with Christians, one with Jesus and reign in not only millennial terms, but eternally so in spiritual dimension. And all of the corruption would go to that place that is reserved for those who reject the message of salvation in Christ and don't want to see it this way, but maybe would be the same that would want to come back in some sort of physical way. Paul knew about infirmity. (laughs) And it was from this point forward that he knew even more, though there was still great lament of his... Disdain for the infirmity in the flesh, but I think Paul began to realize his flesh was the infirmity. (laughs) Any infirmity that he experienced, any death that he might in human, again, conceptualization, come to an awareness of, any knowledge of good and evil, as with partaking of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, doesn't mean that knowing is bad. It only means that the fruit of knowledge of good and evil is insufficient. <laughs> and the infirmity of the flesh is, is such an easy thing to fall into that we might then judge it in that sort of way. Oh, this is right, this is wrong, but the experience is entirely limited to just that, empiricism, our human experience. And though we may know, we only know in what we're capable of comprehending and conceptualizing in human terms, and who could ever begin to fully understand the glory of God in spiritual terms, except that they would have had an encounter with Jesus. And even then, through a glass darkly, and even then, the best we could call it is God's love. (laughs) <laughs> Which again was the messaging of the last podcast. The Apostle Paul had an infirmity of the flesh. It bothered him greatly. Was it his blindness? I don't think so. Some would even attach, though, his blindness more than simply the road to Damascus experience where he was blinded, but that literally in his being stoned, in these passages that I read today, or in this passage I read today, these verses, that rendered him disfigured and dis- de- disformed, deformed, deformed, deformation, deformed, disfigured and deformed. And that possibly he never really fully healed. <laughs> His body found sufficient recovery, but he was not going to be perfect, as we once more spoke of last podcast. He was not going to have the ability that he had in physical dimensions capabilities, but he did demonstrate, not making the best of a bad situation necessarily, but that he could find in that an even greater testimony of healing which was you could kill the body but you can't kill the soul you may find the devil has discovered a way to kill the human soul but he only does that if you're not adjoined to god in the right way through jesus christ the gospel of Jesus Christ, the very message that Paul was being crucified for, and he was. He just wasn't put on a cross. He was stoned by the same elements, but they could not kill him any more than they could kill Lazarus. And even as they crucified Christ, they could not kill him. Paul just was allowed extension of his physical life, so he could further testify. But it didn't mean that he would not, at some points along the way, lament the fact. Oh, wretched man that I am, I've gone back to this way of thinking. It's just so easy to default to the knowledge of good and evil. But it's Old Testament. The knowledge of good and evil is Old Testament. There is a partaking that we all must... I guess go through it is part of our the logistics of our in human dimension human capability capacity to understand the need for salvation the need for Jesus Christ Jesus the Christ salvation in Jesus Christ we all have to understand the limits of our flesh The psychology of that, and literally so, my psychological training in counseling psychology really helps me when when providing specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling, to assist you in realizing there's a lot to be said for God's love of us, even to put such things as psychology... Psychological well-being, higher-ordered thinking, empiricism, science even, logic and reasoning in human vessels. But without Holy Spirit sanctification, it's still going to render us dead because there's no answer in our flesh for what we believe to be death of the soul which in some ways there is but there isn't it's only for the lost but you can't live entirely out of old testament fruit of knowledge of good and evil you have to see that then as with in the context of also with divine impartation with the Holy Spirit, which is there also from the beginning. He is there also from the beginning. But when you've come to acceptance of Jesus as the Christ, the gospel of Jesus, the Christ, the messaging of the disciples who were firsthand witnesses of the resurrection spiritual and the physical, but only when you get to the end of yourself in that way and realize all that the knowledge of good and evil, all that the highest order of human thought, all that rationalization, knowledge, logic, science even, is going to get you, is death, then you will begin to appreciate when I say all of my training And psychological counseling doesn't do anything but help you get to that point, that place. Reclaim, should you have already gotten there and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. To get out of the weeds of the infirmity of your flesh, which is consciousness, conscious awareness. To the end of the devil manipulating this great capacity... To think, to rationalize, to apply logic and reasoning, to understand even such then immunological function, the autoimmune system, that then is responsible ultimately for healing. And with that, to do everything out of our human understanding, learning, wisdom, empirical, research, Scientific methodology, science itself, do everything we can to facilitate that. But we cannot save the soul, human soul, except it would be then in safe harbor, in Jesus Christ. Unless you can find the Hebrews for rest, not just the Sabbath day rest, which is once more an Old Testament concept. It is good. It is sanctified. It will sanctify the body while the body still exists. But it cannot take you into eternity as with restoration, as with reconciliation, as return unto God. Because it is insufficient except it would then in the gospel of Jesus Christ represent that sanctification of love. (laughs) And Holy Spirit, God breathed it into Adam, we have that in us, but Jesus has to bring that to life again, and with that, life to us again, by acceptance of Jesus as Lord and Savior, and giving then the Holy Spirit permission to do what He does what God has intentioned for him to do, what Jesus proclaimed, why he had to go, so that the Holy Spirit could come in such the way that it would take us through all of the trials and tribulations, not only for the healing of the flesh, the fruit of the trees that line The river that flows from the throne of God with the new Jerusalem as it is depicted in the book of Revelation, which is good for all nations and all people during the millennial reign, the millennium. But even that, the devil will be loosed for a season and you will go through the lament of Paul. Because it is such the temptation that we have to do this daily even to bring ourselves by word, by Old Testament, by knowledge of not only New Testament, but Old Testament. And should you receive then the gift of the Holy Spirit, even as the Gentiles in Acts 14, as within accounting, as within, we read in the last podcast or read on the last podcast, they too would have to remember this was not just about physical healing. This was about the greater power that physical healing represents for God to heal the soul, to preserve the soul through word. Jesus, tempted of the wilderness or in the wilderness of the temptations of the devil in the wilderness, but you cannot live by bread alone, though bread is important to life. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and what is that then? But the Holy Spirit and Jesus in the Holy Spirit, as with the Holy Spirit's intentioned purpose, why Christ did, endured Jesus as the Christ endured what he did so that he could then show us the way and continue to speak to us in guidance and leading and direction as well as comfort and console us with word, but more than just word, he loves us in the fullness thereof. Not just with I love you, but with the actions and the deeds that releases the fullness that we then in mind dimension can say, I've come to the end of myself and it is insufficient. I have to believe that God loves me and that Christ has shown me in similar empirical terms, of the resurrection power to overcome. That's why I am inclined to believe though Lazarus came forth, he came forth out of the proclamation of Christ, but not so that he would then be anything more than a sign of the power of Christ. Possibly Paul experienced that in that same way, but even then, I might be inclined to believe that Paul may not have died, but it really doesn't matter because we can get caught up in such the rhetoric of all of that till we miss the most obvious and poignant point. Paul was about to demonstrate not only his passion, not only his proclamation of salvation in Jesus Christ, not only the ministering of the words of life, the gospel of Jesus Christ, within the context of Pharisee among Pharisees, Old Testament legitimacy, credibility of need, saving from the knowledge of good and evil alone, adjunct, add to that then, Holy Spirit release, not that that necessarily is something that wasn't there all along, but we kept the Holy Spirit bound by our doubt, our disbelief, which was product of, quite possibly, the only time the devil could really steal us is in our childhood, because the human apparatus Even the capability of coming to an awareness once innocence is lost. And everyone is born into the concept of original sin. Everyone's born into that iniquity, that sin. The innocence is stolen. But for us to even say, Oh, wretched man that I am. So that Jesus could say, My grace is sufficient unto thee. But he didn't say that just out of his flesh. He said that out of the spiritual dimension that Christ is in presently as the Christ, Jesus. And in that, the Holy Spirit. But Paul even needed that. We need that daily. When you come to see me, someone like me, when you receive Pastoral care, specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling. That's what we want to get to as soon as possible because the real healing is not in trying to fix your flesh or make corrections to the psychology of who you are or what you are to restore your identity from the onslaught and the assault of the natural inclination of the natural material world to be the end and demise of you because it happens to us all. We want to get as quickly as we can to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ so that we then could, in flesh dimensions, understand how to lay claim so that the devil could no longer steal it from us. But it looks like Jesus' temptation in the wilderness in that we will be tempted, (laughs) not only of power and dominion over the flesh, I'll give you... Bow a knee to me, Jesus, as with the devil, would say this, and I'll give you dominion over all the material world. Jesus didn't need the devil to do that. He already did. But he didn't have it in that way of thinking, that paradigm, that knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> I called it last podcast fight or flight. Reactive emotional thinking. He had it because he understood this was not about preserving his flesh. This was not about preserving his identity in flesh or material dimensions, except for the sake that others could recognize because they were yet lost in theirs. This is the answer. But it was not only power, it was this idea of safety. It was this idea of healing. It was this idea of preempting the death of the body. You cannot preempt the death of the body. And should it be delayed, it would just be that. Because you do not want to live in flesh. The humanity that represents or that is of construct, psychologically, of construct. Even as with the word It was translated so that in our humanity, in our iniquity, we could understand it. But it does not capture the glory of God. My grace is sufficient unto thee, is Jesus telling us, as he told the Apostle Paul, when we do come to the end of our iniquity and sin and wretchedness, don't try to preserve you. Release that. Let that go. And it is better that you do that in love, even should it be the death of you, than it is to fight until the end and then run the risk that in the end, you will not have truly given your life over to Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of God's love, the pattern, the plan, not only in physical dimension, but God's plan all along was to preserve you until he could save you so that he could send his son Jesus to be the tree of life. That's the fruit that you want. You don't want the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, except to say, okay, it works better if we all abide as much we can by the Mosaic law, or at least the Ten Commandments, or at least in genuinely so lesser, but more powerful dimension, the two great commandments, If you can lead with that, even as a Gentile, you can come to salvation. But you still have to daily remember the failings of your flesh, lest you fall into a state of apostasy. And the Apostle Paul even states that it is better to have never known Jesus than to have known Jesus, the Christ, and fallen into apostasy. Because it becomes more and more difficult Because your propensity is to self-preservation, not to the fullest release, the commitment of yourself back to God. For what you have received, you will give. But nothing that you give will not be returned unto you in even greater dimensions of life, but they're spiritual. Again, we're only referencing two verses today out of... Acts chapter 14, and in this this accounting of the Apostle Paul's stoning, and whether it be to death or just to the point that he thought he was dead, it wasn't entirely for his physical healing. It was so that he then might demonstrate, eventually so, as with the fullness of his life. The pressing onward to the mark of the highest calling. Not just high-mindedness, high-ordered sort of thinking, rationalization, true liberty to be everything that God's called you to be without the worry, the apprehension, the fear, so that you genuinely can lay it all on the line, your body. Your flesh, your identity, for the greatest of callings, so that you can be all that you can be without the great hindrance of death. <laughs> oh, death, where is thou sting? It's not that it won't happen. It just doesn't have to hold you back. Was the Apostle Paul therein preaching to himself? Of course he was. Maybe that is the sanctification part of it. Maybe it is only the alignment of your intellect, your rationality, your reasoning, those highest order. Because I don't disagree <laughs> that you care. I am not opposed to science. I learned science. Thankfully, God gave us science. It's called the Old Testament. It's called the knowledge Of good and evil. I have been blessed with generations as in word of common sense. Or unto common sense of generations of experiential learning. I would be a fool to dismiss that. But at the same time, I don't rely upon that for my salvation. It may save me into the day of God's ultimate choice. Of days to take me home to be with him, and sometimes I want that to be sooner than later. I don't know that that's wrong, but I can't let that dictate what my life is or who I am. I am not of human construct except in material dimension, and even then. It will not take me into eternity and will not restore me, my rightful inheritance in my relationship with God, being one with God through Jesus Christ, and even so now, giving the Holy Spirit permission to help me cross over. It may not be... Tomorrow, it could be today. It may not be today. It could be next year. It could be 10 years from now. Jesus could come tomorrow. But whenever that event occurs, I am secure enough not to let that dissuade me from doing those things that I have been called to in the Holy Spirit. I need to preach. And to myself, Paul says that too. Woe unto me if I didn't preach the gospel. I don't know that he's saying that God would not have found or had not already supplied enough ministers by that point. But Paul was recognizing some of that was preaching to himself, encouraging himself. But that's not a strange concept. Even David encouraged himself, King David, with the word. But the word, as with knowledge of good and evil, doesn't save us. Except it would be the anointed living word. And the only way that you really gain access to that power is when you face your mortality. I think in these two verses in Acts 14, that's, I believe, that's exactly what the Apostle Paul did. All of this so that he could come to that moment of facing that. But it's like, again, the psychological counseling, it's like the specialized pastoral care, the Christian counseling. That's what I want to bring you to so you can face that moment. And should you arrive at that point, then we can really get to the healing. And what is the healing? It doesn't matter as long as you're secure in the Lord, Jesus Christ. You have the understanding of Jesus as the Christ, why you need Jesus the Christ so that you may be saved. You understand enough of the failings of the flesh, even as with the sanctified, the anointed Old Testament word of God it takes your willingness to lay all of it down so that you might then even as Jesus said they don't take my life I give them my life but because I give them my life I have now the power to take it back up again but he wasn't talking about so much I believe the physical as he was the spiritual But isn't that what you do when you love others in Christ Jesus? Do you have to die for everyone? Is it your calling to die as quickly, as soon as possible? No, the Apostle Paul had much to do. said that a little earlier in the podcast, getting back to that notion. He had much to do. It wasn't time. But when the time comes... It doesn't change that. It's not about your flesh. It's not about your identity in the flesh. It's not about your psychology. It's about being in Jesus. And that is a daily work of preaching to yourself. You read the word lest your own thoughts in your own preaching would be tainted by your iniquity. And what again is that? Your humanity and your best understanding, which is vastly limited compared to all that God knows, we can't begin to grasp it because we see things in such limited dimensions of our flesh. We can only conceptualize what we can take in that is so restrictive and so limited. But I believe once the Apostle Paul came to the end of himself... And what was he doing? He was not only preaching to himself, but he was preaching to the community in such the way that the devil, again, did to him, tried to do to him, did to him, (laughs) what he did to Christ. But because Jesus overcame the grave... Because Jesus is the Savior of mankind. Because Jesus is the only way to life eternal. Because Jesus, as Peter declared, alone possesses the words of life, the gospel. Because Jesus overcame the temptations Of the devil in the wilderness. Because Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane as he was facing that arduous walk to the cross. Knowing full well as even he saw it. I'm sure. In flesh dimensions his own. When he resurrected or his words were words of resurrection for Lazarus. Paul, because he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus, because he understood the word could only take you thus far, as far as he could go, which I do believe is in his great passion to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, which brought him to the place of ministering to the Gentiles. When he was shouting this, They could not stand it. Same thing they did to Stephen. They stoned him. The same thing they did to Jesus. They crucified him. They stoned Paul. But that wasn't a lack of healing. That was seeing past the healing. That was seeing past his life in physical dimensions, which is the only place that that level of healing would apply. And even if he would be disfigured and deformed for the rest of his life, if that were to be the infirmity of the flesh, which I don't know, I think it did probably cause him duress at times. But I think really when he cried out such, realizing the things that he wanted to do but couldn't, it was all a matter of constantly being reminded If he didn't preach the gospel, the gospel could not save him. But it's the same for you. It's the same for me. But let us not just be preachers. (laughs) I'm going to go to James. Hearers, dispatchers of the word. But let us be doers of the word. Because until you're willing to lay down your life in that way, And at whose hands it isn't just the devil. It is actually ministering to those that may still be lost. Those that may have come to Jesus but need encouragement. Give it all. Let that be your passion. It's not a penalty. It's not that you're not saved. It's more than just making the best of a bad situation. It's embracing The cross, it's entering into Jesus in such the way that you are with Him and He is with you even as you carry, continue until He comes a second time. Our humanity is finally, the iniquity is finally removed. It is bearing that cross. It's your own. Jesus is the only way to do that in the Holy Spirit. But that's when you really discover the power of love. But what you discover is, it's not just to help others. It really is the power for you to come back from the dead. You just get to do it now. And therein, when your body passes, you may still call it death, but it really doesn't hold any sting. I'm not sure it really is death. It's just, again, for Christians, it's the crossing over. No weapon formed against you or formed to be against you can prosper. That's special pastoral care. Christian counseling at its best. Let's not fixate and focus on the rights and the wrongs before we understand the true healing comes from Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help us to understand as well as comfort us, to lead us and guide us so that we don't have to apply in judgment those rights and wrongs out of ourselves. We now have a better source of Understanding and wisdom and judgment, if you want to call it that, discernment. As to what's right or what's wrong because we're not corrupted now by fear. Fight or flight's turned off. That threat is removed. You could conquer the world with that. You don't need the devil to empower you. God has already empowered you. He's already giving you the words of life. Jesus brings those words of life alive in you. And in that way, you are resurrected from the tomb. The dead. The Apostle Paul was, I believe, that day set free. Given himself, even, agreed. With the total liberty that God had Given him all along. I don't know how better to say that. That'll chase away all malady, <laughs> whether it's genetic or not, whether it's a cut or whether it's a headache or whether it's the flu or whether it's disease X. That's the answer. And with that, we all are healed. With his stripes, we're all healed. That's what we want to communicate. Not only in the podcast, but when you do seek counsel, if you're not hearing that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, or to life in this manner, I would ask you, maybe you shouldn't go back. Maybe you should think about going back. But I would like to invite you to come back for the next edition of What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. In the meantime, you can contact us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can find us on the web at covenantsonline.com. You can call 304-528-9220. You can also find us at Covenants on Facebook and YouTube. And I promise, whether you would find anything positive to say about that, what I'm about to say or not, I'm going to be back next week. And we're going to drop our next podcast or edition of What is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. In the meantime, I do want to bless you, wish you the greatest of blessings. To remind you not only that God loves you, but Jesus died for you. And with that, then, the best of not only good health could mind health, could spiritual health, but eternal life. Until we get a chance to meet again. Thanks.